Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. You know those days when you walk into an audition or a performance exam or a music theory final, and for whatever reason, you just know that it's going to be a good day? These moments can feel pretty terrific. I mean, everything is funner and so much easier when we don't have that knot in the pit of our stomach. But these days are also more the exception than the rule. Usually, we go into auditions and performances battling doubts and fears for days, even weeks in advance, and we wake up the morning of feeling a little unsettled and slightly uncomfortable. After all, eradicating doubt is really difficult. No matter how hard you work to stay in a positive headspace filled with pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. So how important is it really to get to that place where you're fully confident? Or is it possible that maybe a little bit of doubt isn't the worst thing in the world? A team of British researchers recruited 28 participants to take part in a simple jump rope challenge. Everyone was assigned to one of two groups and then asked to jump rope for one minute while saying the word now out loud every time they heard a beep. After a five-minute rest, one of the groups, the control group, was asked to repeat the task, except this time, there would be something at stake. The person with the most skips and quickest reaction to the beeps would win a prize of about $45. The experimental group took part in the competition as well, but they were given a different jump rope to use one that they were told might, quote, interfere slightly with performance due to differences in weight, length, and stiffness. In reality, the rope was actually exactly the same as the first one in every way except color. This was just the researcher's sneaky way of injecting a little self-doubt into the competition. And it seems the researchers were successful, because the participants took a confidence assessment before each trial, and those who had to use the challenging jump rope in competition did experience a dip in confidence, going from about 74 in practice to 65 in the competition, whereas the control group scores stayed pretty much the same, going from about 76 in practice to 77 for the competition. So how did self-doubt affect their jump rope performance? Well, you'd think that a decrease in confidence like this would be bad for performance, but that's actually the opposite of what the researchers found. That slight increase in self-doubt actually seemed to enhance performance, 
as the experimental group went from about 76 skips in practice to 86 skips in competition. Meanwhile, the control group's performance stayed pretty much the same, going from about 71 skips in practice to 72 skips in competition. And why might this have happened? The researchers believe that this counterintuitive confidence performance effect is related to complacency. The idea being, when we're too confident, it might be harder to bring our A-plus game, and we end up being a little too casual about the task at hand. Which made me think of a few conversations I've had with musicians who've admitted to under-preparing a tiny bit on occasion. Not out of laziness or because they're too busy, but it's something they've done very intentionally before performances that they are starting to feel a little too lackadaisical about. They explain that this helps to ensure that when the time comes, they'll be really motivated to turn their focus and their effort up to 11. And no, this isn't a valid excuse to underprepare for your next lesson if that's where your thoughts were going. Of course, jumping rope while responding to beeps is not on the same level of complexity as playing the octaves in the opening of the Beethoven Violin Concerto when your left hand has frozen into a claw. But researchers have observed the same counterintuitive confidence performance effect in more complex performance domains too, like with medium handicapped golfers and pistol shooting competitors. So there is something to be said for giving yourself permission to experience a little doubt from time to time because the relationship between confidence and performance is a little more complex and nuanced than simply saying confidence is good and self-doubt is bad. Still, there's a big difference between a little bit of healthy performance-enhancing self-doubt and the more debilitating question-all-your-life-choices-as-your-stomach-churns-and-panic-starts-to-set-in level of self-doubt. So it's still important to build confidence through the right kinds of practice and through cultivating clear musical ideas, productive self-talk, imagery, and all the rest. But if you know you've done your best to prepare as well as you can, and there's still a little bit of doubt lingering around in your thoughts, maybe that's okay. Rather than fighting what is a pretty normal way to feel and getting worried about the fact that you're not feeling 100% confident, which only makes you less confident, which makes you worry more and sucks you into the confidence anxiety death spiral, it may be more productive to embrace a tiny bit of self-doubt as a good thing. And remind yourself of those times where you went into a performance feeling less confident than you would have liked, yet still played better than you expected. After all, that tiny little nugget of uncertainty may turn out to be the exact motivational boost that keeps you dialed in and focused when you need it the most. That said, if you've been confused and a little frustrated by the inconsistency of performances and why things always sound better at home than they do on stage or in lessons, I put together a free four-minute quiz that I call the Mental Skills Audit, which will help to pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and let you know what tweaks and adjustments to make to your daily practice for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA, that's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. You can also find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. <laughs>